Good morning, everyone. My name's Donovan White, and we are in WeWork in Spitterfields, just about ready to record another Emerging Tech podcast. This morning, I have the pleasure of two things. One being with Lee Hemmings, who is the Managing Director of Player Lens, but also talking about my favourite subject, football. Good morning, Lee. Morning. Today, um, just a quick one, Lee, have you been keeping an eye on the Lionesses and the under-21s? Yeah, I guess so. It's, uh, well, it's polarised, isn't it? You know, the, the Lionesses look good. Um, I think the commentary is, is they're not necessarily playing well, but they're winning games. Yeah. And the uh, the under-21s, I guess, have been a huge disappointment, really, especially the, given the success that the young English teams have had over the recent years. So, anyway, it's, it's kept us busy through the summer with a lot of football still on the screens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Missing the Premiership. No. So, just, just, for, just, for, just for our audience, Leah, I wonder if you could just tell us um, what is Player Lens and, and why is Player Lens... Um, becoming ever increasingly important in the in the in the football arena in the football ecosystem. Yeah, sure. Well, just as a bit of background, is um, before coming into the football industry, I used to work in in the financial sector, um, and I was uh, an investment banker working in the the equity markets. And what I saw over a period of years was the technology was coming in to replace the human interaction, uh, and with that, become a lot more transparency, become a lot more connectivity. And obviously the compression of, of fees and um, and the amount of money that could be could be taken out of the industry. Uh, I looked at the football industry and saw that we had sort of quite an archaic model where there's no real global transparency. Um, clubs really don't communicate with each other on a global platform. Uh, and there was obviously a global market where there was a need for the transparency and the connectivity to be introduced. So we set up PlayerLens in 2015, and the aim was, was to bring a, a marketplace and a, a transactional place for football clubs to um, operate in the transfer market and communicate directly with each other. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And just just to clarify for everyone, PlayerLens is a, is a transfer marketplace, um, and that Partly it's been brought on by the increased freedom of movement, the trade across internationally as well, yeah. players coming in from abroad, the globalisation of the transfer market. But but just give us, I suppose, tell us a little bit about the unglamorous side of the transfer market that people don't understand, the movement of players and how many club, you know, players yeah, sure. from clubs. Yeah, I think, you know, just on that is that I would say the player lens, if you if you wanted to summarise it, you would say it's it's the right move of, of the football market in a similar way that we have right move in the property right, market. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so yeah, the, the unglamorous side is obviously I think that when we watch watch the news and, and look at the big transfers, we see all the big moves in Europe. Um, but there's some interesting stats on how big the transfer market is, and I've got a couple for you. There's probably around 25,000 transfers globally every year. Wow. Uh, which is much higher than people think. If we just look at international transfers, and that excludes the domestic markets, there's about $7 billion worth of money that, that moves in the transfer market every year. You know, if we look at markets like Asia, the Asian clubs spend around $400 million every year on bringing talent into Asia. And if you look at the talent that comes into Asia, we saw about um, just under 2,000 foreign players that have moved into Asia and playing into Asia. So there really is a true global marketplace. Yeah, and that's increasing that movement to Asia as well. Yeah, it? very it's much so. Chinese football market. Yeah, very much so. I think Asia is becoming more of a more of a destination where players would consider. The, the challenges is whether people see it as part of their journey and actually something that would continue their footballing pathway. So. I think for younger players, it's just to be careful that you don't get stuck there and you can't actually yes. push forward and come back, your, and come back if that's the right thing to do. Perceived to be a better league. That's, that's exactly right, yeah. yeah.
Yeah, no, absolutely. So just tell us a little bit about how have agents and footballers, how, how have they taken to this platform, which is, a, which is effectively, you could say, eating the lunch of agents, really. Yeah, it? I think so. I think that, you know, the, an agent is, is as good as his network. And, you know, where, where an agent is, if he's looking to place a player, if he's looking to place him to, I don't know, let's say a number of clubs and he's making phone calls, he may only have to make 50 phone calls a day. Right. You know, within our platform now, we're nearly 600 clubs that are using our platform. Yeah. And that connectivity can be done in a matter of seconds. Um, so what that does is that brings the, the connectivity to, to the global audience. Right. So although we're doing a little bit of what the agent should be doing, is we're actually bringing the value to the agent's the agent's player um, by giving him more career options. So the agents are starting to understand that we're actually bringing value to the market. Sure. He sure. continues to manage the player. He continues to manage the lifestyle of the player. Right. Um, we're not encroaching on that by any way. We're just bringing that transparency to the market, yeah. which is supporting clubs, and then that for that therefore benefits the players. No, absolutely. So you you touched on the platform a moment ago, and can you just explain the platform in a little bit more detail for our listeners? Yeah, sure. So. Um, you know, I think sometimes the the best solutions in the tech world are the simple ones. Um, so what our platform allows us to do, it allows clubs to advertise to the market the players that they want to sell or the players that they no longer want. So, you know, there's a number of players every year that clubs don't feel the players can make the grade or they're looking to refresh or maybe come to the end of their career. And then they'd advertise them to the rest of the world. Sure. And what they'd indicate is, is the cost of the player. That would be in terms of the transfer fee or a loan fee, plus how much they're going to have to play on the player's salary. So that that does is that creates a pool of players that are made available. Yeah. Then on the other side is a club can go searching and look for their parameters. So they can say, right, my budget is is X. I'm looking for a left back. I'm looking for a striker. Right. Um, then they can put some of the other characteristics in there, you know, whether the, the player's build, the player's history in terms of where he's played. So I what understand they, you've got Optus stats in there. That's well. right. And then what we do is we, we couple that with the stats and, and the players' the stats give them a profile of how, how the player's career has been. And we also add videos in as well so people can make an evaluation on the player by looking at his mo- most recent five games. Yeah, fantastic. And, and just moving away from that slightly, I suppose, um, when you look at stats and, and algorithms and, and, and how, I suppose, players are being viewed, not just, you know, I've heard about him and it's, you know, the manager's given me some feedback, but actually how important are statistics and, and the, the, the use of technology and, and being able to put all that together, that data together, how important is that in making decisions? Yeah, about? sure. Well, I think, I think data in football has been around for a long time now mm. and people have had a mixed review on it and they've used it with you know their various levels of intent and, and respect what we're seeing now is that with you know a lot more artificial intelligence being used with a lot more churning and analysis on big data then people are actually extracting a lot more value out of the data that's there right. so you'll be able to profile a player based on what he's actually done yeah and this is something that we're looking to bring into the platform in the next few weeks fantastic um so you'll be able to make a true evaluation of the player yeah. it's not the be all and end all i don't think there's anything that will replace real scouting yeah I think it's very important to watch a player because a lot of the stats that we have at the moment would also depend on what the player does on the ball. Yeah. Uh, and what's important is what a player does off the off ball, ball as well. which is probably you know 90% of the player's game. Yes. Yeah. You know it's important to understand a player's mental characteristics what might not be available in the data as well. Sure. So there's so much we can provide to support people yes. but it's not everything. Yeah. No, absolutely. So the other point I wanted to sort of talk about really was that there are a lot of academies
academies um, around the UK. We've got a fantastic structure, I think, that's in place. My son was, was part of that structure for a time. What happens with, with these boys and girls now that are potentially being released, thousands of them each year, 18 and 19, and have invested so much time in their football career? Does your platform help yeah. these youngsters sure. as well? well? We've got some, some great success stories. I mean, one of the, uh, you know, we, we look back to our early days in the first few transfers that we did. Um, we had a lot of success in moving 18, 19 year olds um, into Europe to actually gain football experience. I think the, the big, biggest challenge for an academy player right now is making that transition from academy football, which has now been pushed up to under 23s, yeah. to actually making it into the men's game. Yeah. And people, really, even though it's an under 23 level now, will not people don't consider that as competitive football because right. uh, they're not going out there to play to win. There's not they're not suffering promotion or relegation, yes. and there's nothing really on the line. Yes. So it's important that these players actually experience men's football as part of their journey. Yes. Uh, the very best players seem to make it into the first team and will be nurtured in. The players where there's a little bit of doubt would have to, the, the loan market is used extensively to do that. And what we found is we've given these players a lifeline to actually go and prove themselves and get men's football experience, which has been very important. For the players that get that get left behind and don't get that experience, then what the platform allows us is to to offer them to clubs where they can actually find their natural level. Right. So they may have to go into the lower divisions where we can give them visibility yes. or into other parts of the world where someone's prepared to to pick them up and play them. Yeah. The underlying thing though is, is that you know we, we've got a pyramid effect where if you're a very good player that is an eight, eight, under 18 level, you're one of the very good players within your age group or within your within a year where you were born. Yes. Is when you progress to men's football, you've got to be one of the best players uh, for, yeah, of, yeah, of, of, of the biggest pool. Yeah. And you've got to one, prove yourself, and you've got to prove yourself against people that have had experience and have got a profile of actually playing at that level. So sure. it's a massive challenge. And I think that, you know, that I think any parent or any young footballer has got to be aware of that yes. and, and, and keep their feet on the ground and, and, and realise that that's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, what I take from that, Lee, is that what you're saying is that, you know, this platform and, and you know, obviously the technology that's, that's that's supporting the platform is helping young players to get more visibility and to yes. have a better opportunity to find the level and get to where they need Correct. to be. Correct. That's it. Yeah, I think there's a natural level for, for every player. Yes. Um, whether that's a level which would sustain a career is, is, is unknown. Is. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Just something on the on the on the bigger transfers and the, the bigger clubs. Yeah. So do you, do you do you think this platform will support the sort of top tier clubs? Yeah, like very much so. I mean, the, the, you know, we. We, we deal with many clubs in the Premier League and, you know, we deal you with... Do many, with you? Well, no, we, we, we have to keep ourselves very tight-lipped, I'm afraid. But, but if we look at the bigger clubs, there is, they are the ones that are developing the most amount of talent that are investing the most in their academies. Yeah. Uh, and these clubs are, are often the ones that are looking to utilise the loan market or utilise a platform like PlayerLens to actually make sure that there's a pathway for the player, yes. either into their own first team or into a future career in football. Yeah. So... It's, it's very much geared to helping clubs like that. Yes. And then what it does is the smaller clubs, which are lesser resourced, can then come through playing to tap into the resources and, and the overspill from the bigger clubs. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, we've talked about the Lionesses who are doing a great job. Did you watch the game against Cameroon? I... I didn't, but I've heard a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, less less said about that, the better. But yeah. the Lionesses are doing great. So, how does the platform support female yeah. footballers? Okay. 
um, globally? Because yeah. that's going to be that's going to be a huge thing, isn't it? Really? Yeah, sure. So we are. I would dare I'd say we're, we're ahead of the game here. So Fantastic. we've built the platform to accommodate women's football. The the reality is that the transfer market is in its infancy. You know, we, we've spoken to some big clubs about their big transfers, and there hasn't been a big transfer fee paid really yet for any particular player. I think we're on the cusp of that happening. You know, as money's coming into the game, as it's becoming more popular, as it's getting more space on TV, as we're yeah. talking about it more, yeah. then so these players people apparently watch the Lionesses game. Yeah, that's right. That's a huge so, audience. So, so these players themselves will become will become an asset yeah. um, to any club. And therefore, people will be looking to acquire these assets, build them, strengthen their squad. So I think a, um, a liquid transfer market in the women's game is, is just around the corner when we're ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. That's great news. That's yeah. great news. So what's next in terms of technology advancement and application advancement for yeah. player lens? What's the net? You mentioned AI earlier on. Yes. What is next for, for you guys? Yes, yeah, so I think that... I think that's it. I mean, we've got to be, we've got to stay on our toes and be nimble and look for developments, you know, outside of football, inside football, and look to see what we can transition into into a real environment. Right. You know, what we've done now is that with the use of AI and in analysis on big data, is be able to profile players a lot better than we had before. So, you know, version one of Player Lens was about finding a left back or finding a centre forward. Yes. Now we can define the style of a left back or a centre forward yes. and deliver the clubs a much more refined and accurate list to actually what they're looking for. Yes. A versus profile, a complete profile. Correct, a complete profile. Yes. You know, like I said before, I don't think it's going to be everything, but at least it gives them a much better starting point for actually looking for what they're looking for, you know, looking for the player they're looking for. Yeah. So in the touch of a button or within seconds, they'll know their budget, they'll know their the, the target player they're looking for and we can deliver a number of results ranked in, ranked in an order that we've defined to say you should be looking at this guy which brings efficiency to the market yeah and of course and of course as the technology advancement becomes even greater then that gives you more opportunity that's to, right. even, to make the, the platform even more sophisticated that's right yeah no absolutely so my final question yeah. really is um, what's utopia for, for the transfer market what do you see as utopia for? and when, yeah. when, when I think about this for me this is this is really all about the player What what's utopia for the player because ultimately they're at the heart of this, aren't they? Yeah, they're, sure. They I should mean, be the centerpiece. Of okay, this. so if the player is the centerpiece, he's the, the player needs to know his options globally. Mm-hmm. And I think if we come away from the real top level again, uh, where a player's got so much optionality and so much affordability to move where he wants and live the lifestyle he wants, yes, that that differs. As we said, there's twenty five thousand transfers every year, and within that, there's a real world of people looking for jobs and people looking for for security to raise their family. And what player lens does is it brings that visibility and gives people choices. So someone might be presented with the choices, you know, do I quit football or do I go and work in this country where I can get paid X? Yeah. So that visibility is a good thing. The other thing that tech does is it brings down the cost of, uh, it brings down the cost of for the user. Yes. So where we're saving clubs both time and money, that money will, will end up going to the wages of the player. So hopefully you'll see that the, the player's wages benefit from, from the clubs not spending money on on other fees yeah oh fantastic well Lee thank you thank you very very much you've enlightened me certainly I'm a, I'm a football buff but I, yeah. I've, I've learnt a lot today and it's been a fantastic to, uh, sharing the mic with you today really really appreciate it and good luck okay. with player lens and thank maybe, you very much maybe, maybe we'll come back next year yeah. and, and, and see how far you've got and see what's going on and, and, and maybe we'll hear about some, some huge transfers on the player lens platform perfect thank you very much thanks Lee cheers thank you